Welcome to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I am your host, Aaron Varnum. Joining me today, as always, Big Mike. Let's go. Cookie. Yes, sir. And Toll Bear. Oh, wait. No, he's not here right now. All right, great. So I'm going to have to do his segment in a little while. So, all, all boys. That, all that really does is just kill the pot for the haiku. Wait, I know, man. Like, what? Like it's got to be extra special for you just to pop extra special. I mean, like, if he's not here, I'm gonna be the one that's gonna have to giggle. Like, I like it. It makes it so much more tough. It better be good. It yeah. has to be a great haiku today. And I think with the matches that we picked and we're gonna talk about in a little bit, that there could be a possibility for a great haiku. There was a couple spots from that match that I watched, and I'm like. Counting syllables as they were happening during that match. You think he? Uh, you think he's gonna quote Edgar Allan Poe? He could quote the Raven. Quote the Raven. No, that's only four syllables. No. No. Well, you just gave away the 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 surprise there, brother. Uh, so, anyways, boys, we had to record this a little early. It is uh, a, an anniversary of sorts that I have to mm-hmm. get to tonight. I'm sorry that uh, we could not take all the time in the world like we usually do for this podcast. I, I have a date that I have to go to. Yeah. Uh, that, that was me feeding you <laughs> a response to say, oh, really? What oh, kind yeah. of date? What kind of date is it, Aaron? Well, it's a one-year anniversary. Jasmine and I have been together for one year. Cookie's giggling because Cookie saw that we completely ruined that setup. Yes, she did. Cookie. Yes, you did. You did, Aaron, but uh, I'm happy for you. It's one year. You made it through the COVID, the pandemic year. Let's see what the next year brings. Cookie just took your entire gimmick. No, it's fine. We're going to build into this. I have high hopes, though, Cookie, because I feel like Aaron, not at his worst, but Aaron is at his most difficult to deal with when he's having anxiety issues Mm -hmm. and he's he's very Mm -hmm. just on edge. And I feel like for all of 2020, he was he was like, He's at a nine. He's just cruising at a nine, living his life at a nine. I was on edge until I got <laughs> with, my with shot. The, yeah, yeah. The normal Aaron that I know just kind of lives at a six. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm still a little bit hyped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and nervous and all that sort of stuff. Nervous? And, I'm back to rugby now? Yeah. So, back yeah. in the gym? So I'm, I don't know. I'm curious to see if Jasmine can handle you at a six. What? Why? I, I'm not sure. I just I feel like, you know, maybe she's had all these soft hands and just holding you and molding you these last 20 or you know, 2020 for, you know, all this sort of time. And, you know, what's she going to do when she can be a little bit more hands off and just and, and realize what kind of person I, I truly am. Yeah. With not somebody that just goes outside, does some gardening, comes back inside, walks around the neighborhood once. And then stays inside his little hobbit hole, goes to the grocery store once like, like, a week. You're, you're constantly a social person in a in a vacuum. And so what's she going to do when this social hermit that she's known for 12 months right. becomes the social butterfly that is Aaron Varnum? Yeah, that's right. Talking to random people at the grocery mm-hmm. store and all. Oh, hey, you got a hot dog hat on? Yeah, yeah I, I like know, that hot dog. I know that hot dog place. Are you a... Uh, are you a, uh, you're from Brunswick County? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. When did you graduate? <laughs> Well, she gets to see the real me. Um, and I think that it, it has been a little bit different for her getting to see who I am now as opposed to who I was 12 months ago. 12 months ago, it was like it took us three months to go on our first date because we were just like, what, what do I do? I mean, like, do we do we go out in public? What are, what are we going to do? Oh, we can go walk around uh, outside like that. That's going to be our first date. Seeing me in that vacuum of me having daily panic attacks me checking my temperature every two to three hours to make sure that i'm i'm still 98 degrees like it has been an interesting year and she's been able to handle it we've been able we we got a routine together you know what yeah you guys have built a firm bedrock (laughs) would would you say that Yeah, yeah i would say you guys have a good solid foundation because She's stuck with you at your most annoying, for sure. Okay, good. Th- thank you, Mike. Yeah, My yeah. most annoying. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, I'm just curious. Uh, where are you going to take Jasmine? 
tonight. So for our first date, we actually, this was pre-masks in this pandemic. Our first date was we went around uh, the Abbey, which is a walking trail here in uh, right outside of Wilmington. Great walking trail. After that, we got sushi. Okay. So we are deciding that every year on the 6th of June, we're going to get sushi. So we're, we're going to get some sushi tonight. We're going out to eat. Very nice. That's it? That, well, yeah, I love sushi, man. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't hear anything wrong with that. I don't need to bully you. Because, like, I like sushi, but I can't tell the difference between, like, expensive shoes, sushi and, like, Harris Teeter sushi. Yeah, so on Friday, Thursday night after, football, uh, after rugby practice, I went to Harris Teeter, and Jasmine wasn't here that night, so I was on my own. And I got Harris Teeter sushi to eat. And Jasmine said, "That is that going to ruin your your taste for sushi on Sunday? And I'm like, what the, are you kidding me? Like, I could probably eat sushi daily if, if, if that was the case. But Harris Teeter sushi, I don't feel is very much, I don't think that it is restaurant quality sushi. I, I honestly, I cannot tell the difference. It's cold for one. Amanda and I got like high grade fine dining sushi when we were on vacation in Baton Rouge. And uh, I'm like, yeah, this is good. Like, it's good. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I just don't think it's like $18 a roll good. No, I don't think that it's, it's, there, there is a difference between going to Harris Teeter, though. Uh, no, honestly, I, I, I can tell the difference between bad sushi because mm-hmm. it's like bad and slimy and yeah, gross, and, gross yeah. and smells and all that sort of stuff. And then like sushi. But to me, like the whole sushi spectrum is just like uh, $8 California roll is the same to me as some kind of super expensive eel sushi roll that it's like, I don't know. I, I, I lack the palate for sushi. Maybe. Yeah, I have no palate either. So it's OK. Uh, Cookie, your take on sushi. Uh, boys, I'm a sushi uh, connoisseur. I don't know if you guys know this or not. I did but, not. But I love I love sushi. Now, I started at Blue Asia. That's why I started. <laughs> And the, I, the all you can I, eat sushi. Yep. Exactly. Because I was a poor college kid. I experienced the spectrum of shitty sushi from Blue mm-hmm. Asia. Now, I have been here in Charlotte. I have gone to a few different top-notch sushi uh, restaurants. And I will say, those restaurants are a lot better than Harris Teeter. I just have to say that. Thank and you. And Blue Asia combined. Blue Asia is a place that you go when you're when hungry. You're, when you're hungry. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. hungry and you got twenty dollars like, in your I pocket. Got a twenty dollar bill. I yep. need to be able to fill my stomach to last me the next day and a half, mm-hmm. and I can get all I can eat: sushi and apps. And I only have to pay for what's left on my plate. So as long as it's not left on your plate. And I know that tomorrow I'm going to be near toilets that I'm very familiar with. Exactly. It's like a Friday night thing, so you just hang out at home. Yeah, Saturday. Saturday. I mean, you're gonna be shitting your brains out, and there, there you go. You, you've got. I will say, hey, Blue Asia's crab rangoon. Very good. I, I like to. Very you know good. what? Hopefully, there's very some crab good. rangoon at the place we're going tonight. Honestly, like, I if I'm gonna pay for all I can eat sushi, sometimes I just want the apps. Like, just yeah, give me all delicious. I can eat: spring rolls and miso soup and crab rangoon. Fucking fuck edamame. The, yeah, yeah. F- f- fuck all the expensive like sushi crap. Just give me the fried stuff you can pull <laughs> out of a bag that you got from GFS. <laughs> <laughs> not even. Not even. So sometimes they get it from like Costco. They're like yeah, crab. Yeah. Rangoon, Costco, yeah, Kirk, let's, let's uh, do it. Kirkland fried crab <laughs> rangoon. Anyways, uh, so, <laughs> Cookie, uh, how was your week? Uh, my week was, my, my, my week went well. There we go. Um, I got a new computer. Yes. You have complimented me and you said that I sound better and I look better. It's a testament to the product that I bought and I'm happy about it. How how is this new computer compared to your old computer? Is it faster? Are you able to look up uh, wrestling matches and porn at at, at higher speeds than normal? Boys, I was I was able to watch Mike's match. It was a tag team match. It was a high octane match, and I was also able to watch uh, Christy Mack and R- Riley Ree go at it at the same time. It was amazing. I've never I seen feel very awkward right now to know that you were watching porn while also watching Mike's match. <laughs> Uh, it may or may not be true. <laughs> I, and some people know, like it's a brand. They're their own brand. We are, guys. It's okay. Don't be nervous. Why? Why are you guys being <laughs> bashful? Don't be bashful right now. Everyone does it. 
right. Well, anything else this week, Cookie? <laughs> uh, nothing. Nothing for me. Uh, unless you want to know about the other porn stars that I. Uh, no, I'm, no, I'm good. No. We're good. Uh, We're good right wait, wait, hold on, Cookie. Do you have like a Monday porn star, a Tuesday porn star, and a Wednesday porn? Like, is it by week or or day or how? Do you do it every day? You gotta start with. I feel like you have to start with something kinky a little bit because Monday's a Monday's kinky. a terrible. Yeah, you gotta go with someone like, like a Harley Reid. You gotta go with someone that like does like an anal gangbang oh, or something. What like are you that. talking about? <laughs> what do you What do you mean? What am I talking about? Monday's a rough day. You gotta go with something <laughs> that's a little crazy, and then it just starts to taper down. You know, until you get to the Fridays and the Saturdays. All right, Cookie. Does Diane know you have a problem? Oh my! Diane's God. not here, so that's the only reason why I'm going off like I am right now. All right. Well, uh, anything else this week, Cookie? No. All nope. right, Mike. What's What's going on this week? Uh, this week, not much. Been dealing with a little bit of back pain. You know, getting older. Um, Wait till you get to thirty-five. I, dude, honestly, my body fell apart at twenty-five. Uh, so, yeah, mine too. You know, I'm I'm seven years into this process and uh, just trying to deal with it. Um, yeah, whose idea was it for me to play rugby? Like at this age? Yeah, that, I mean, at this age, I don't know. It was, I I conned you into it a couple of years ago. Yeah, but, that. Uh, so it's your fault. But yeah, you know, like, so I've been getting back in the gym, trying to heal myself, kind of knock off that 2020 rust, tweak the back, dealt with it, got back in, you know, being a physical therapist, you, you, you kind of know what you need to do, but then you never do it. Right. It's right. Like a doctor who smokes or cardiologist right. who, who's overweight. <laughs> um, so, you know, just been dealing with some back pain and uh, just, you know, feeling my age and uh, it sucks. It's very depressing, but it did not stop me. I went to the driving range last night. Played a little virtual golf today because God, it is so disgusting outside. It yeah, it's is, not good. It's like living in an armpit of Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, you know, Mick Foley, I would think he talks about it in his A&E biography. He's got good uh, bodily uh, hygiene. Well, it's, I mean, it doesn't smell outside. It's just hot and humid. Yeah, I would think that. It um, and so it is just gross. So Nate and I uh, went to a. Uh, a virtual uh, golf simulator place. Today. Like a video game? Yeah, checked it out. You know, you swing golf balls at giant screens. It's kind of fun. Um, but other than that, you know, just living the dream. Two kids, wife, mortgage payment, and back pain. Welcome to 30. Welcome to 30. Uh, so uh, other things I did this week, uh, Mike, I got to produce all the graduations for Brunswick County. Lots of how fun. Many, how many kids in Brunswick County uh, graduated? Like 18? Uh, <laughs> less than that. Uh, actually, it was probably like 300, 500, 700 kids got graduated this week. And I got to watch as every single one of them walked across the stage and did some kind of TikTok dance that I had no clue about. Is flossing still It's like, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Jeez. And, and then I got to hear uh, probably over 100 times, uh, folks, uh, hold your applause until everybody's walked across <laughs> the stage. And then somebody yells, that's my baby. That's my baby. Oh, God. See, what these uppity administrators in Brunswick County don't realize is a lot of these. Uh, a lot of these Brunswick County, Brunswick Countyites. These are the first time somebody in their family has gotten a degree. So you're going to. You got to get up. You got to praise that. I, I feel that it's false because even though uh, my family is from Brunswick County, everybody <laughs> in my family has graduated well, from high I mean, school, you, at least. Well, it's because you guys are uppity white people from Brunswick uh, Well, for Brunswick County standards, I would say maybe. Yeah, well, there's, there's because four, we moved across the, the river say, there's to four, Wilmington. There's four names everybody knows in Brunswick County, and your mother's maiden name is one of them. And my father's name is, is the other one. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. Three out of two out of the, the four. four are, are my uh, family. So anyways, I got to do that. Got to watch all sorts of stuff. I joined back at the gym, which is a big deal. Uh, I, I finally bit the bullet and said, you know what? It is time to go back to the gym. I've been working out. I cannot tell you how good it feels to watch somebody who should not be working out think that they're doing a good workout and then completely not do a good workout. Should we, um, should we do like a fitness challenge and like 
to a thigh. Who, who could lose the most weight? No, I was thinking like a thigh off. Who can get the biggest thigh? I've already got them right now. Well, I've got big thighs too, and I feel debatable. Like you can debatable. Look, you can measure gains. I mean, gains. Where are we gonna do? Are we gonna max one uh, one look, RMs? I, I, one I, I, max. I watched a thing on Mark Henry the other day, and he, he's got thirty six inch thighs. Jesus Christ! Can you imagine the thigh of a, a grown adult male? Slapped. How does twice? he wear? How does he wear shorts? Uh, maybe he doesn't. I don't think he can. Maybe he just wears pants that become shorts. Cookie, are, are you you were saying that your thighs are bigger? I, I believe that they are, man. I think that uh, I mean, I'm OK, like where I'm at, like I'm tall, I'm long. Um, I know I have big thighs. They are not as big as they used to be, but they these these guns, these cannons can get bigger. So I don't know if we should have some kind of two dollar steak fitness challenge. Man, I, I got back there. I, I know it, it's folks. It's Planet Fitness. I'm not doing uh, Olympic weightlifting. Aaron like I used is to do. judging everybody. I am judging 100 percent. I'm judging everybody. 100 percent. I'm judging. I'm the entire time. I'm looking at people and I'm like, this motherfucker didn't go past like he's in the squat rack. He just all he did was bend Smith his machine. knees. Smith machine. Smith machine. Yes, cookie. So Mike, I mean, I'm not sorry, not Mike. Aaron, are you going like what seventy percent workout, thirty percent people watching, or is it about fifty fifty? Uh, so honestly, in between sets is when I do. I have about a minute in between sets. I I do a I do a a set about one mm-hmm. minute, and that one minute is is enough time for me to say this guy just walked into the gym today like he owned the place and he looks like an idiot i do wish that we could wear sunglasses in the gym yeah because i yeah i i, I stare a lot I, I almost like recorded this guy especially, today. especially as a physical therapist again i'm just like looking at these people and i'm like oh oh my god like what, what that's are, not even an exercise what are you doing what are you like what is, what is the goal what are, what are you trying to achieve with that that repetition you got there buddy um because I can tell you there's better things you could be doing. <laughs> there are. I got in there, man. I, I put the weight on. I was doing full squats, did great squats like, like I, I've done in the past. I love it. I love working out my legs because they're the only thing that's strong <laughs> in my body. My upper body has never been that great. And neither is your will. No, my, well, I, <laughs> I think that I have a strong will for something. Sweets, No. <laughs> Chewing tobacco? No. Uh, what, what other things? Um, nasal spray. What? Nasal spray. Na- nasal spray? No. <laughs> uh, so those are my vices, yep. if, in case anybody wanted to know. And, and that comes up in a comic book or some sort, uh, a, a movie about my life. Uh, those are the reasons why I will get taken down by a superhero. Um, anyways, so you're saying you're a villain. I, I will definitely be the villain here. <laughs> Speaking of villains, did you guys see our, our boy Zane Dawson oh, destroy oh, George South? George South, oh, Lord, our boy, and I'm taking that back because he is no longer our boy. And because it, George South, he didn't deserve that. a legend. Literally, the man that put everybody over for the last forty years. I'm pretty sure he built the Dawson brothers up from the ground. Yeah, yeah. and. In the, the these dirty, dirty Dawson's just it's absolute bullshit. And I, I saw this video this week. It's, yes. heartbra- it's heartbreaking. Huh? Yes, Cookie. What ha- I thought he was babyface. What happened? Where'd the turn go? Something Where, happened? happened over this long quarantine period. Apparently they're Jeez. fake. And these two guys decided to turn on their mentor, their buddy. Wow. Hey, buddy. Wow. Completely turned on. It was all you think you think you know someone. It's all over the internet. Yeah. All, all over, over the, the internet. internet. In case you want to see it, the Dawson brothers uh, hitting George at his retirement ceremony last Sunday. Absolutely awful. I, I, I just feel that it, it is not fun at all to look at, but uh, it, it, it deserves a watch. Um, so let's talk about wrestling this week. This week, I decided to do something a little. I wanted to go back to wrestling. We, we have not had a lot of stuff. I think last week there was zero wrestling. None. None whatsoever, because we were watching uh, Double or Nothing. Last week was so bad, I didn't even listen to it. It ended up being a, a not a bad episode. It ended up being a very funny episode. Okay, maybe I should go back. You should definitely listen, just for uh, Jasmine's dad. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Jasmine's dad section is the best part of last week. We actually got some decent listens on last week's episode. Maybe, yeah, maybe we should make hashtag things white people ruined. Yeah, that, uh, next week we'll we'll get Derek back on. Derek, uh, we'll, he'll be calling in from the road. He's back on the road, like doing a long haul, and he'll probably be like in the middle of a, a, a trucking haul and have to call in and, and tell us things that uh, I ruined. Uh, 
anyways you people you people so <laughs> this week we are i decided to give you guys all a present matches that you didn't know that you wanted to see you, you know what i mean it, it's a match i knew each one of you guys would love your matches that i picked this week and I felt that everybody would appreciate all of the matches this week. But specifically, I picked matches for each person thinking, you know what? This is going to have some dynamic that I think that this person's going to like. This person's going to get it. And I did it as a surprise. Mike, you were very surprised over Cookie's match today. Uh, very excited. So we will. T- I almost fell over. <laughs> I almost <laughs> fell over again. I was, I'm trying to turn the light on, Mike. Uh, so let, let's talk about some wrestling. All right, for the first match of the evening, Mike, what do you got? I got Stan Hansen and Danny Spivey. Danny Spivey! Versus the living legends, the Texas royalty, the Japanese sex gods that are the Funks. The Funk Brothers. The Funk Brothers, Terry and Dory. This is in Japan. First off. When you opened up your link, what, what when, when you saw Surprise, what did you think you were going to get? I had no idea. I mean, I mean, it's, it's like, I was like, let's see what happens. Boom, Chinese letters. Or Japanese, Japanese letters. letters, yep. Asian. Asian uh, letters, yep. No idea. Uh, it literally opens to Stan Hansen, Body Slam, and Terry Funk. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, this match occurred in no- November 15th, 1990. Hey, Cookie, how old were you? Uh, I wasn't born yet. Three yeah, years later. Okay. All right. There we go. Um and yeah, so don't blink because the first 15 seconds are Terry Funk getting power slammed, Terry Funk getting tossed over the top rope. Very violently tossed over the yeah. top. Terry Funk getting tossed over a crowd barrier. Yep. And Stan Hansen just giving Terry Funk <laughs> one hell of an ass whooping. The business. Mm-hmm. He Lord. is full on Stan Hansening Terry Funk. That's right. And if you've listened to this podcast enough, you know exactly what that means. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I know it feels like old hat at this point. We love all of these guys. except I mean, Dan Spivey, this is our first Dan Spivey match. You probably have no clue who he is. Uh, he, he went on to become Waylon Mercy, had a big career in Japan. But the other three guys, some of our, our favorites. Exactly. And so Terry is now over the crowd barrier, getting his ass beat by Stan Hansen and, you know, brotherly love Dory's going to come try to come to the aid of his brother and Dory gets his ass beat by, <laughs> by Stan Hansen. It's no use. Stan's, you know, he's just a bull brother. He's a he, big, I didn't realize how big he, he was. Is, he is unleashed unhinged and he is just whooping these Texas cattle ranchers asses. Um, Hey, Dan Spivey, I, I didn't know anything about Dan Spivey. He's, a, I, he's tall. But I know he is one in Japan, and two, he has the 100% best gaijin mullet I have yes. ever seen. Yes. This is pure-blooded, white trash yes. mullet. Oh, my God. It's like permed in the front, buzz sides, jet straight black, not black, blonde um, hair in the back. It is everything I think Japan wanted to see out of a big, bad American. So Dan Spivey, I, I saw the preview for next week's episode of, or this week's episode of Dark Side of the Ring, and it's about the career of Dynamite Kid, and a lot of it has to do with Japan, and Dan Spivey's one of the interviews, completely bald now. It, it's oh. very sad. Oh. You know what, though? Let's, let's take a moment and just appreciate what was 1990 then for Dan Spivey. Yes, it, it was the peak. That was that moment. All right, um... Again, don't blink. Terry Funk is getting hit with metal chairs in the crowd. <laughs> these are um, these are your, not your classic folding chairs. These are Japanese folding chairs. They're a little uh, tighter on the on the span of the back, a little, little shallower in the seat. Look a little sturdier because there's just not a lot of gift. Um, <laughs> what are those shots onto the back of Terry Funk which is really bad? I, it's in Japanese. I have no idea what the stipulations are, but apparently this is legal because Stan Hansen just, you know, Whoops, Terry's ass with one. Uh, tosses him back in the ring. Guys, I mean, I think we've said it probably a thousand times at this point, but I love Terry Funk. The best. 
Absolutely. I'm pretty sure it's Dan Spivey. Gets Terry Funk locked into an abdominal strip. No, I know exactly what he's you're... leaning into it. And Terry <laughs> Funk just lets out a, God damn it. <laughs> I heard it and I had to rewind it to see if I really did hear it. And I did. I did hear it. And it's just, it's this man just, just oh, does man. everything right. It is, it is 100% professional wrestling at its finest. Um, what is a Terry Funk match without a Terry Funk flop? What I don't, I don't know. Is it, is it, does, does a tree fall in the woods? Does it make a noise? Um, I'm not sure, but I know that I, I'm watching a Terry Funk match and I'm going to get a Terry Funk flop. So Stan Hansen takes Terry Funk's head, smacks it into Dan Spivey's boot in the corner. Classic um, tag team heel wrestling tactic. Uh, Terry stumbles a little bit. Stan helps Terry Funk get his little funk flop going. He pushes him through the middle rope. Terry rolls out to the side. He's wandering around the <laughs> outside of the ring. And what do you know? He just does a Fosbury flop over the freaking barrier. Just into a crowd of people. If you're not aware, that is the classic um, high jump move over the bar. Um, and uh, he's just in the crowd. Like what? Like, like Terry looked like he was falling off the boat about to go scuba dive the coral. Yeah. He um, it's just it's just in his nature. I, I, I tell you, man, every single time I see Terry Funk, no matter what, and we're about to see him here on the TV screen. We've got the A&E biography, Mick Foley, going on in the background. He just makes me smile. Every time he's, I see him, I smile. Because he is he's the consummate professional. He's the working man, working man. He's not afraid to do the job. He's not afraid to freaking beat ass. It's just Terry Funk. Um, speaking of beating ass, Terry Funk finally does get into the ring, gets in the center of the ring. He hits Stan Pe- Hansen with a a punch, not the biggest punch, not the heaviest punch, but he hits him with the punch. You know what he says afterwards? God damn you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Stan didn't take too kindly to that. So he <laughs> continues to beat Terry's ass. Um, he tags Stan Spivey and Dan Spivey, you know, stolen valor, stolen move, man. Dan Spivey, it's Terry Funk with his sit back. Pop I saw I that a little upset about that whole thing. I thought that was Terry Funk's move. Um, all right, boys. So Terry Funk is, we're about halfway through this match. Terry Funk is eating everything this tag team of Hanson Spivey has to offer him. Um, and, it, you know, but you can clearly tell that Terry Funk and Dory Funk are, they lay Japanese sex gods. And so we're going to get a hot tag eventually. And wouldn't you know, Terry Funk hot tags Dory Funk into this crowd goes wild. I will say Dory just doesn't look like he should or wants to be there. No. Oh, no, he doesn't. Just this like balding, blonde, <laughs> blanky man. Doesn't look like he's from Texas. Doesn't look like he's seen a hard day of work. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'll tell he, you, though. He, he just has this dead look in his eyes. He's like, I'm going to have to eat a Stan Hansen Lariat one time. I know this. There is something about Dory. That is like, he's the complete opposite of Terry, but it just works. Like Terry's just all emotion and, and like interesting, like concepts and stuff. And, and Dory, Dory's the accountant. He's just like, he's going to work. <laughs> but like, he'll do things that I'm like, that was very good. Like Dory can work. So he gets tagged in hot tag crowd goes wild hits Stan Hansen with two European uppercuts and he, he like drops down on a oh knee. It looks it's great. Like, it's Cesaro esque without the Cesaro physique. Yeah. Um, and, and the, the thing I like is, is Dory hits this move that would normally be seen as a heel move, but he, uh, he steps on Stan Hansen's oh God, face yeah. with his boot. Yes. Stands up full weight and gives it a little twist. Yeah. And just you see Stan's face just like squish around. God damn it. <laughs> That's for my brother. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, you know, the funks, the funks are getting a little work and we get a Terry Funk attack. Um, and uh, he starts going at it. And then um, at one point, he's Terry Funk is hot tagged. He's going after Dan Spivey. Classic heel move. Stan Hansen tries to come and help his partner. Terry Funk hits Stan Hansen with a fucking arm drag. That looked great. How many times have you seen Stan Hansen get arm drag? Uh, not much. Uh, it was pretty nice. It was pretty cool. Um, this leads to a little bit of offense from the Funks because they're, they're kind of like bobbing and weaving Stan Hansen's haymakers and lariats. Um, 
at one point, Stan goes for a lariat and Terry ducks out of the way. We get another Dory Funk hot tag. And then kind of devolves. Yeah. Um, so, well, Dory Funk gets caught um, in the ring. He does lock in a standing figure four, which looks. Oh, it's the it's, it's their their their. What, what is it called? The stand. It's the toehold. Toehold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Step over toehold. It looks like a classic Bret Hart figure four. Yeah. That, but he's, so just, that, that, but he's that's not the standing back. Moves, but he's yeah. not standing back. He's actually standing up to create leverage. Yep. And uh, it must actually you know tweak the tibialis anterior lock in that subtalar joint and just really create some uh some pain for the person recipient receiving it the crowd is going fucking nuts it's because stan uh dory funk is the sex guy there is there is sexual fluid squirting all over that arena during that I, one I, time just, just 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 Still, just the, the, for the life of me cookie would have watched that on a monday night i cannot understand absolutely why Japan was so over for Tori Funk. I just don't get it. They don't care about Terry. They, they like Terry. I just cannot. And oh my God, I just don't get it. Like, I don't get how the Funks could be so over in Japan and hated in Puerto Rico and beloved <laughs> in Texas. And this is why I fucking love 80s and 90s wrestling. It's so interesting. Um, so as he's getting this toehold lock, uh, Stan, with a move that I think more people should, you know, do is is he locks he grabs dory rolls pulls him down uses his pure strength and body weight and rolls him up into a little small package dory has to let go right so it breaks the hold um y'all remember that stan hansen larry i was talking about dory funk not wanting to eat yeah well, he mm-hmm. ate it yeah he uh, did one two three stan hansen <laughs> your winner and dance by me win <laughs> um and 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 I would, you know, I've, I've never been in a, a wrestling ring, but I've taken some hits. I've given some hits. Uh, a Stan Hansen lariat is not one I would ever want to take. And if I knew I was going to have to eat it, even five minutes into a match, um, I would have the look that Dory Funk had yeah. at the five minute mark in this match. Because it, it, it's like not only that, like you have a whole match. Like his Stan Hansen's kicks to the the chests and stuff. Oh, like God. everything that he stiff. does, it just makes me not want to wrestle Stan Hansen. And yeah, <clears throat> the guy doesn't pull it. Like, no. So you're like, all right, this six foot six, three hundred twenty pound man is going to hit me with the with the center of his elbow <laughs> in my throat. And then I get to go and just lose. At least it wasn't <laughs> his dick because he was still able to go out and sew his Japanese seat that night. How many how many funk kids do you think are in Japan? I would like it's, it's like after World War Two, you know, like, <laughs> so many, like, but these are all in the 80s. It was just all one man. Oh <clears throat> Dory Funk, Stan, Stan Hansen, Terry Funk. This Dan Spivey guy. I mean, it was great. It was, and it was perfect for me because it was it's nine it, minutes. It was nine and a half minutes. It was action. It wasn't choreographed. It was, you could tell it was called in the ring. It had just the right amount of Terry Funkness. Um, the, you know, the, if I had to give it a, a knock, no chair toss, no Terry Funk chair toss. Dory used a chair. But with all of that, let me tell you. Terry Funk was rocking a mustache (laughs) and this mustache on Terry Funk might have been the greatest thing to come out of Texas since brisket. Like I, when I saw it, because you know, you just pulled away. You don't really know you're expecting Terry Funk to have his either clean shaven or his his goatee. And no, he has got a full on eighties mustache dad mustache and you're my just, dad still has that mustache i'm just so happy to see it you know what man i think like when, when i see him i think there's a little bit of like like he kind of looks like my dad in a way that i'm like i love this guy i i, I think terry funk and howard varnum would get along they well. would love each other they would talk about cattle cattle and and you know farming He's yeah. like yeah that's that's a great story did i ever tell you about the time that i caught fire and and uh, it got blew up by well, C4. Howard can talk about the times he's injured himself in the, the, in, in the carpentry the studio. And Terry can talk about the time he got kicked by a horse. <laughs> and it would just be really, really good. Um, so we should probably make that happen. We need to get Terry Funk and Howard Varnum in a room. 
if, if there's a cameo available, we, we will do it. Terry Funk and Howard. Vaughn. Um, boys. So I've been tossing around, you know, if you want to have a good Halloween outfit, you gotta, you gotta normally kind of get ahead of it, right? You gotta mm-hmm. know what you want to do. Part of me kind of wants to grow out a mustache, get some black trunks and just go with Stan Hansen. Okay. You, so just walk around shirtless and just get people hilarious. You, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, like you could probably be, you could be, well, I, I don't know, man. Like I could be the Dory Funk. I'd have to like cut my hair. You'd have to bald yourself out. Go balding. <laughs> but anyway, um, and the last but not least, Terry Funk is a fucking cat. This man has died so many times in the ring. Yeah. I think, at this point, we've probably had 20 Terry Funk matches, if not more. Uh, probably more at this point. And every time, he just gives it all, dies in the ring. You have no idea how this man is going to survive the match, let alone the rest of his life. Then you watch the Undertaker just choke slam Terry Funk in the middle of a out cage. Of his boots. Out of his boots. His shoes fly off. Classic internet mm. understanding is if somebody's shoes fly off of a, an accident, They're they dead. die. Yeah, they, they die. die. And and that was in 1996. Yeah. And Terry Funk continued to live on and his legend grew. And you know what? He's kicking COVID's ass. How like Terry Funk is the ultimate cat. He, he's the second coming. Terry Funk is bitey. It's bitey. R.I.P. bitey, though. Maybe. We, yeah. don't, we don't know. Oh, he's he's out oh. there. He's got like an underground cat fight club going on somewhere. <laughs> I, think, I think Buddy got COVID, too. He's yeah. Laying low for a little bit. All right, Mike. Anything else in your segment? No, that is it. We we're kind of giving up on everything else. What? What do you mean? What? No, the rest no, of your nothing segment? Else, nothing else has ever existed. <laughs> okay. All right. So now, <laughs> now he's gaslighting me <laughs> to make me think that we never had any other portions My, to his segment. I've never had any other segment besides this. All right. Anyways, thank <sighs> you. All right, Cookie, uh, surprise, your match. What you got? Oh, bask in his glory. Oh, bask in his glory. Keith Lee, the legend, the living legend, Keith Lee. That's right. Versus another living legend, Minoru Suzuki. Aaron, I didn't know that this match has even happened before. I was very surprised. Cookie. I didn't know that this match ever existed until I was looking up shit for you this week. And I, your match actually was the first match that I picked. And I was, because I I wanted to find the match. I I found the match this week of Aja Kong and Minoru Suzuki (laughs) fighting each other and then beating the shit out of each other in a very uncomfortable way. And I looked up Minoru Suzuki and I went on a click hole this match was posted like two weeks ago on YouTube. Wow. So Minoru Suzuki won. I, I sent you that link to his Oscar match. Yeah. <clears throat> it's gross. Yeah. Absolutely. It's insane. Minoru Suzuki is a Japanese Terry Funk. I, but like evil. Scary. Yes. Unhinged, actually. Unhinged. Like a, use the commentary. Absolutely. Use. Yeah, very much so. All right, Cookie. What 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 you what you well, you know, I was reading through the comments because I was just like, I want to know where this match took place, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Aaron, you can give us a little insight on that. What, what was the what was this um, company? I don't remember. Over the, the, over, co- over the top. Yeah. And they're over based the in Ireland, Ireland, right? They are Ireland. Irish. Ireland. That's pretty badass. So I was reading through the comments and I saw something and it said he went from limitless Keith Lee to extremely limited Keith Lee. Oh, and I was just like, oh, that's so sad. But it's so it's true it's at the same time. Handcuffs, brother. Yeah, it is the handcuffs, man. Creative handcuffs. It's the VKM handcuffs. Ugh. Happens to the best of us, right? Oh, anyway, he's taking on a man that scares men, children, and Aaron Barnum's alike. A man that. Go ahead. I I I I I I I I I I exactly terrified. Mike would be terrified. I'm terrified of this man. I would be terrified in the sense, but like I wouldn't run away. I'm like, I'm just kind of curious to see what kind of crazy <laughs> shit you're going to do. Oh, okay. Uh, well, this if you walked in, I'd be like, oh, snap. Aaron would be like cowering in the corner. Be like, dude, why are you here? I've seen this man do things. <laughs> and he Ungodly scares me. 
This man doesn't need a flashy attire. He doesn't need pyro. All he needs is a black towel to cover up that fucked up haircut on top of his head. But that haircut, what it does is it symbolizes his insanity. Because if he's not afraid to butcher himself, then what does that say about his regard to, for his opponents? That's actually a beautiful, like, little that sentiment. Was, that was literally, yeah, like, thank great you. caption. Cook. Yeah, thank, thank you, Kirky. Thank you. They said it on commentary. I don't think Keith Lee has ever been intimidated in his life, but this is going to be a dream match because he is not going up against any normal man. He's going up against the living legend, Minoru Suzuki, who's just a fucking insane person. But let's get to this countdown. Cookies top four. Number one. Now, I like ring psychology in the early goings of this match because Suzuki starts working the massive arms of Keith Lee. But there's one specific spot that popped me, and that's when Suzuki is working the wrist of Keith Lee in the ring, and Lee says, I'll bite your ankles, bitch! <laughs> and he actually does it. I love he it. actually... Yes, Mike? <laughs> I, I just loved it. Like, Keith Lee is not scared to do the work that needs to get done. Like, if, if Suzuki's got his wrist... Well, these faces right by Suzuki's ankles. Let's just chomp them up. Well, you know, Suzuki would bite you back, though. That's why you can't hold back. The murder well, you know what, grandpa murders. You know what Suzuki did to, in response? He, he stomped on Keith Lee's ear and his head uh, until he stopped biting his ankles. Well, that's correct. That's how you do it. I mean, you fight fire with fire. Exactly. Number yeah. two. Uh, Suzuki can be funny as, also, as well as being intimidating. Um, He's, which is very unique for wrestling. Let's just start with that. You know, to be funny and also be fucking terrifying at the same time. But an example of this comes when Suzuki has Lee in a chicken wing and Lee's foot is on the rope. So the ref is counting to five. Suzuki still has to hold on, but he takes one hand off while he still has that hold on. And uh, he looks like, sorry, I, I just lost my fucking place. That's my fault. Anyway. <laughs> Terrible. Anyway, he goes back and forth, switching hands, but still maintaining that hold on Lee while the referee is just like, you got to stop. You got to break the hold. You got to break the hold. The crowd is laughing the entire time. Keith Lee is screaming in agony. And you know what Suzuki does? He charges at the ref and then tries to break every single finger on his hand. That's right. Um, and the ref did, did, did not want to call him out for that. Not at all. Because, you know, the referee gets the fuck out of there like any sane person would. Because I mean, rather lose a finger than a life. I mean, exactly. This I don't think this match is worth it. But still, Suzuki, intimidating, terrifying man, but hilarious at the same time. Because I giggled, I popped for this. Let's go to the next one. Number three, Suzuki is the best striker in today's wrestling. Like yes. legit, he hits everything with pinpoint accuracy. He doesn't really botch at all. I mean, in this match, Lee threw like three haymakers at him, and Suzuki. If he didn't punch each arm, he kicked that bad arm. He did anything that he could, but he hit he hit his spots every time. And then he follows. Go ahead, Aaron. I, I was going to say, even at the beginning of the matchup, he's doing outside leg kicks and inside leg kicks. Like you see in an yeah. MMA fight. Yeah. And this guy is an MMA fighter. Like he, he yeah. is a legit trained fighter, like shoot fighter. And he realizes he's got to take down Keith Lee by taking him down from the chop, base. Chop a tree by its base, man. And those kicks were what you would see on a UFC fight night every week, you know? Well, Cookie, Absolutely. I would also say that it's not just the strikes, but it's like his submission game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. It, like, I don't know if you're going to talk about it later, but like some of those reversals and like spider monkeying around Keith Lee, it's just for a guy his age, like unbelievable. And that's another thing. I forget how old this man is because he's just he's ageless, you know? Yeah, he's, he's got to be older than Jericho, right? Uh, he is one year older than Jericho. No, no, three years older than Jericho. And, and wow. Jericho is 49 Suzuki now. Suzuki is 53. The, Suzuki would whoop the shit and mop the floor with Chris Jericho. <laughs> 1,000%. <laughs> 100%. 100%. He doesn't even – I think Suzuki probably has like 10 holds or something like that. He doesn't need much. But he can counter anything. He just and he can strike the hell out of you. The man knocked out Kent Shamrock in like thirty seconds. Well, Kent Shamrock was a little past his prime, probably when he. Fought. No, this was early Shamrock. Oh shit! Okay, never mind then. Never mind. Never mind. It's it's Suzuki. What am I saying? Anyway, he follows up. Um, he follows up all these punches to the arms and kicks to the arms. 
with those vintage slaps across the face. And he doesn't pull back, brother. He, he's like Stan Hansen. He does not pull those slaps. He doesn't pull those elbows. But he works the crowd as well by teasing that pile driver on Keith Lee's big ass twice. Not once, but twice. And the crowd is eating it up. And I'm, I'm, I'm with him because I want to see Keith Lee get picked up and dropped on his head. Now, I don't think it's possible initially. Number four. Suzuki counters, like Mike said, he counters that spirit bomb into a rear naked choke, like he's a fucking spider monkey. He gets on the back of Keith Lee and he just he drops him to one knee. He's choking him out. And then he does the unthinkable. He picks up Keith Lee for that gotch style pile driver. Lee gets completely vertical on it. That's a testament to Keith Lee's athleticism. And Suzuki spikes his ass. Nobody gets up from that, from that pile driver. Living legend Manura Suzuki goes over. And Suzuki's crazy ass. What does he do? He tried to pile drive the referee after the match. <laughs> well, he, well, that's no. It's like his twistedness. He he wasn't even trying. He was just like fucking with the kid. Yeah. Like yeah. He was like, I, like I wonder if the kid even knew. He's like gets set up it. in this pile driver. He's like I'm about to eat this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's a story, man. Like before, I I've heard it. Like New Japan, like roll veterans kind of roll around with the, the young guys trying to like get them warmed up and kind of figuring things out, teaching them things. Suzuki for one hour rolled with a young lion and put like stretched this kid for one hour. And then the kid had to go out and do like a match like afterwards. And like, Jesus, it, it, he's just a psychopath. Yeah. He's, I, this, I was super excited when I found out that this match was a thing. Yeah. Oh, I know. And I'll, I'll be honest, uh, Cookie, you talked about Keith Lee's athleticism. The whole match, for some reason, I was like, man, I just want to see him hit like a shooting star press or something like that. And he ended yeah. up hitting a, uh, what was it? It was a moonsault. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. He goes to the middle rope and goes for a moonsault. I, Suzuki rolled out of the way, but I was like, damn, man. Keith Lee's what, like 6'5? Yeah, he's a big boy. Yeah. 360? Like, yeah. Massive. Dude, he's massive. It was, it was such a good like contrast in styles. I just give me everything Minoru Suzuki and give me everything Keith Lee. Yeah, absolutely. I will say one. I had a, one honorable mention, and uh, Aaron, you kind of touched on this already, but Suzuki started off the match with those leg kicks, but a testament to Keith Lee. You know his legs are as big as Earl Campbell's legs back <laughs> yeah. in the day. He's got some massive ass thighs, and he just like brushes it off and just gives him a little golf clap. Just like, oh, yeah. Nice try. Nice try, Suzuki. Hey, but can, we an, can we give an honorable mention to Keith Lee's abs? Absolutely. Like, if you're going to be that big and you got abs, like, that's, that's scary. Can we also give an honorable mention, because we were going to talk about it, to the crowd? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cookie, the Beatles. The, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I can't. I can't do it. Uh, Aaron, can you do it? The na na na. I can't. I don't nah, know the nah, nah, nah. No, no, no. It was. It was. It oh. was. Hey Jude. Yeah, yeah. Hey Jude. Na 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 na. Keith Lee. <laughs> and they turned. It's funny that crowd turned on Keith Lee a couple of times, and they would start chanting or doing the same thing for Minoru Suzuki. So well, just I mean, that's like, just a testament to like the two guys. Like, like yeah. you didn't know who was face, who was he. Like, they were just like trying to, they just wanted to see death, yeah, and destruction. Absolutely. That's all they wanted to see. Yeah, equal, equal, equal respect for both competitors. How about that? It was equal respect. Uh, um, Cookie, what, uh, what, what, what did you rate this match? Uh, I would give this match five cookies. For okay, sure. I was, I was extremely entertained. I was hype before the match started. I was hype after the match. Uh, all together. Yeah, twenty minute video. When when you yeah. opened up the link, what did you initially say when you you saw what your match was? I said, "Holy fuck, I'm about to see some crazy shit." <laughs> I, and I didn't know what it was going to be. Yeah. I didn't know if I was going to know if I was going to see a bunch of elbows. I didn't know if I was going to see a bunch of shooting star presses from Keith Lee. But it all together, it was a great match. Like the commentators commentary team said, dream match. All right, Cookie. Thank you, uh, boys. You guys. Uh, I'm gonna wrap up now. Should we do some B-roll like laughter? Yeah. So, you, so, 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 so give me some laughter so we can cut in some laughter for Tolbert's uh, haiku. Give me, give me a laugh, well, Mike. Count, count us down. Count no, no, no. You, you just do it in three, no. two, 
one. <laughs> Good one, Silver. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> that, that haiku, buddy. That give, was give that me was something. I love that. <laughs> love that. Love that, Silver. <laughs> Boys, you guys have been great. Uh, unfortunately, you guys are not going to be here when Tolbert uh, virtually calls in and does his shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you, boys. Self high five. All right. For the high spot, uh, Tolbert, you're here. You're, we're able to get you this recording in. I know you weren't able to, to, to be with the boys yesterday when we recorded that part. Tolbert, what? What's your week been like? Where where were you yesterday? Man, I've uh, I've been working. It's been really busy. You know, after uh, Memorial Day weekend, it's kind of like the kickoff for our season here in Wilmington. So you know, it's uh, downtown has been crazy. We've had some kind of crappy weather too, so it's been driving people off the beaches and making them go downtown to all the bars and stuff, which has been great. But it's it's been busy, man. From the time we've opened the doors to the time you shut it, dude. There's people from all over the place. Uh, it's been good though, man. But I was stuck at the bar all day working and, uh, like you had a, a nice anniversary dinner with your yeah, lovely I girlfriend. I, I apologize <laughs> that we, my girlfriend and I were able to house a, uh, a, a sushi boat between the two of us. That, that makes me, sounds amazing. Uh, you know, usually I would come over after work, but I couldn't interrupt your, uh, your, your, uh, what, 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 your, your sexy time with your girlfriend, sexy you know? which, which uh, we watched the conjuring. Oh, nice. <laughs> the new conjuring movie. Yeah. Yeah. On, on HBO. Yeah. I've been meaning to watch that, but uh, you know, it's fine. been a busy week. Me and the, the missus have been, uh, I guess you can say we're nesting. We're in the nesting, <laughs> nesting phase. So I've been another week down, another week closer to Papa T yeah emerging from from the cocoon in in the nest almost so so we're nesting i i did some uh you know some light home improvement projects we did some painting we got some furniture got all kinds of stuff man it's starting to come come together but uh yeah six more months till baby told is here uh your your wife displayed a baby bump picture this week it is coming along she's starting to get a belly starting to get her little baby belly did she eat anything? Yeah. Has she been able to, to, to keep the food down? Uh, she's been better. Um, and, and, you know, you, you've known Katie for a long time. You know how healthy she is and how much pride she takes in eating clean foods and things like that. I, I can really tell she's pregnant because it's been cupcakes and carbs and crackers and, and Chinese uh, food last Chinese week. food. Yeah. Like you experienced, <laughs> I had to drive to the Chinese food, not the one closest to our house, the one literally across the entire County, the one closest to my house, <laughs> to your house, which it worked out uncle limbs. It's great. But uh, yeah, that's been my life, but it's been good. She's been good. I think we're getting over the hump of the, the morning sickness, uh, the afternoon sickness and the evening sickness. So how does it feel to have, to be on the other side of caring for somebody that is throwing up uncontrollably. I know that, that Katie (laughs) has, has been doing it for you for years. Oh, um, it's tough because you want to help, but there's not much you can do. And uh, when you, 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 uh, you, you see your partner in tears because she's throwing up so much and, uh, all, all I can do is stand by with a sports drink and, um, (laughs) And calm, uh, loving words. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. So the shoe is now on the other foot. Uh, you now <laughs> know what she feels like after you go to a heavy metal show. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I, I was telling the boys this week, our matches are a little. I, I wanted to have fun this week. I wanted surprises. Get, yeah, I wanted to have surprises. I wanted to have matches that you did not know that you wanted to see. Mm-hmm. So Cookie got Minoru Suzuki against Keith Lee. Yeah. Mike got the Funks against Dan Spivey and big boy Stan Hansen. Oh, yeah. Tolbert, what did you get this week? And tell me about your match. I got, and I was very surprised. It was a pleasant surprise because me and my brother watched this pay-per-view together. Yes. Live in person. And uh, this was 1998 Spring Stampede, Diamond Dallas Page versus Raven for the U.S. title. You're, and, uh, you're, so 
I knew that you liked DDP. Everybody likes DDP. You love DDP, especially like that era, that WCW, well, of course, WCW, but like that, that 97, 98 era when he was really getting that big push, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was great, dude. He was in great shape, man. He, like, every single match he did was uh, just amazing. It's you know? just fun. And you can tell like the fans have really bought in to this DDP character, you know? Yeah, yeah. and he kind of has that kind of redneck rough around the edges, but he's very well-spoken and athletic as well. So he, I, I just felt like he spoke to uh, many members <laughs> of the audience, <laughs> wrestling your, audience. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, you know, it, he's it, right in between the rock and roll guy and the redneck, you know, working class guy. And it's interesting. His body type is not necessarily something that you would see in a – a high-level professional wrestler. He's like tall, yeah. skinny, yeah. Yeah. lanky. Yeah, his legs are literally longer than his entire body. <laughs> it's, it's weird. He's a big dude, but he's not a big dude. If yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. So he's he's relatable. You know, he's like, hey man, this is a regular guy, man, out there trying to whoop some ass, man. And that's what and, he did. And then on uh, the other end of the spectrum, you've got Raven, who who is Raven. like. It's like the Raven is like that uh, that uh, grunge kid in the class that would ar always argue with the teacher for no fucking reason and never really had a point, but was so outspoken and, you know, thought he was a genius, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and I like it. He's a fun contrast. They're, so they're both very grunge. I, I would say in, in this matchup, you've got Pearl Jam against Nirvana. You, you, yeah, got, yeah, yeah. You've got the kind of Pearl Jam's the more mainstream appeal. You've got fun, even though Raven's move is called Even Flow, which is a Pearl Jam song. <laughs> of course, of course. I feel that Raven is more of a. I feel. I feel like it, Raven is more of like the Melvins. I I can see that. I can definitely see the Melvins. He he is more of a Melvin, but I, like I appreciate the Melvins so much. <laughs> But you're right. They are the. They're a little bit more um, grungier. Yeah. They're, they're they're less polished than Pearl Jam, and they've definitely got like a more. I wouldn't say pretentious feel, but it's a more. Um, it, it it is a smaller fan base. Yes. More. Uh, I don't want to say. I don't know if intelligence is the right word. More intelligent, darker feel. I right. don't know. But in this time period, man, we. My brother and I, we, we all hated Raven. He was a perfect heel because he was a great wrestler, very athletic, uh, big guy as well. You know, not a small dude. Um, put on some amazing matches, but his persona, you fucking hated him, man. He would sit in the corner of the <laughs> ring on the floor and do these, quote, the Raven, nevermore fucking promos. And you're just like, shut up. Uh, we whiny, very him. whiny. Hated him, but great wrestler. And this was a great matchup. Um the set was awesome. So it's set up. You have a, a Wells Fargo like stagecoach. <laughs> they actually had a taxidermy bull, like yeah. <laughs> full buck mode, like full wooden fences, hay bells. I have to say, man, this WCW had some of the best sets ever in this time. Incredible period. sets. Yeah, uh, really, uh, it really did a good job of that. Uh, the crowd was awesome. Of course, as a pay per view, there were some great signs in the crowd. Uh, one of my favorites was Raven was hatched. <laughs> that, was, that was a great one. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, uh, DDP comes out to his uh, Nirvana ripoff uh, intro, you know, self high five, you know, when the, yeah, the but... Nirvana riff kicks in that smells like teen spirit ripoff riff, uh, which I still don't know how they got away with. I guess they... it, it's like it, it's the difference between uh, uh, under pressure and ice, ice baby. Yeah, you know, course. it's like, you know, it's that one dun, 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 dun. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, he comes out, I man. He's pumping up the crowd. Everyone loves him. This is the DDP area where he has the uh, rib brace around his midsection uh, for a while. And uh, Raven comes out to no music at all. Just, just walks out. He's just, <laughs> just silence. He walks out with a heavyweight title because he's just so fucking goth, man. He just like, comes out. You, you've got Raven's flock in the crowd, which uh, this was his. These are the kids that were smoking behind the bleachers. Yes. You know, during yes. gym class, you know, and you got all shapes and sizes. You got Raven's flock. You got what was it? Sick boy. Bloaty. Sick boy's a big boy. Uh, yeah, you got the, who's the big, the big motherfucker, the big guy. They had a giant in the crew. I I heard his name and I took note of it mentally, but I forgot. Yeah. But yeah, so you got Raven's flock you know, sitting nearby. Uh, they're actually sitting in the crowd, you know, cheering them on. 
this is a, a, a Ravens rules match, which if you're not familiar with Raven, he's got a hardcore past, long run in ECW, um, weapons, all that kind of stuff. He, he's a hardcore guy. That's where he comes from. So no holds barred, uh, no count outs, weapons allowed. Anything goes, really. Um, DDP accepts it and uh, goes to it, man. He starts whooping Raven's ass, man. You, you see a, some big suplexes, all kinds of shit, man. Goes into it. Uh, Raven quickly turns the tables by bringing uh, weapons into the situation um, and kind of getting upper hand. And this leads to him just kind of beating up on DDP for a while. Uh, we end up in this beautiful set they have set up. Uh, we see elbow drops off the stagecoach. They tear the set apart. It's kind of awesome. Yeah, it was really. Do, there's it, no crash it, pads. There's no lame no. You know, gimmicks. They just kind of do it. And it's there's awesome. bales of hay as, yeah. as your cushion. It works really well. There's a bull rope that comes into play or Raven kind of chokes DDP out for a while. The bull rope leads him back to the ring with it uh, where we get more weapons. You start to get the Raven's flock interfering in the match, uh, which is a really interesting uh, storyline they're telling because DDP has to fight off every single member of the flock and hold off Raven at the same time. So it's awesome, man. You got, you know, weapons come in. I think there's a kitchen sink at one time. Yeah. Everything uh, and the kitchen sink. Yeah. in the kitchen sink. Um, and you get some awesome moves from DDP fighting off uh, Raven's flock. We haven't seen a diamond cutter yet. Um, until later in the match, we see an awesome diamond cutter where uh, one of the smaller members of the flock, I think it's sick boy jumps on DDP's it's back. So, so that was Billy Kidman. That, that Billy Kidman, yeah. That, jumps that, on that was the one back, that I did right? remember. He's choking him out from behind. And out of nowhere, it's, it's kind of like, you know, an RKO. He throws him up in the air and dive. it's a beautiful diamond cutter, man. It was, I, I pop for that <laughs> while I was sitting here watching it. I, I will admit to you that I have had multiple times in my life where I am, I'm sad and I just – I, I, I go on YouTube and watch an eight minute video of all the diamond cutters from a certain year. Of and course. it just makes me happy. Like Brilliant. The, the diamond Brilliant. cutter, the stunners, the stunner is a very similar move. There, yeah. There's a kick to the stomach. It's fun. Um, but there's just something about the swagger that goes behind the diamond cutter. And then everybody in the audience throwing up the diamond sign. Oh, of course, dude. And, and when you went to school, everyone was holding up the diamond sign, dude. You know how many diamond cutters I ate on my neighbor's trampoline? <laughs> dude, hundreds. I don't know how it, I don't have like a fused disc in my neck from, from taking diamond cutters from my friends. Well, it sounds like you should be doing the other kind of diamond cutter with DDPY yoga. You know what? That could help works. your neck. I hear it works. Um, uh, I have some friends that my boss is really boss and friend Lecter. He's really into it. Are um, you serious? Yeah. Um, he, he loves the DDP yoga. Um, and apparently there's old wrestling superstars in the background doing yes. yoga with them, you know, yes. and he, uh, yeah, you know what? And he looks better now. He looked great back then. DDP looks better now than he did when he was in the ring, man. He looks like a million bucks nowadays. I, I really think that we, we need to do a, a DDPY challenge for the podcast. We, we uh, go in on a, a, a subscription and we, we do a month of it and see how we feel at the end of that. Yeah, month. Uh, I think it's a good idea. I, uh, I recently joined the Y, so uh, I'm getting back on my fitness game after quarantine. So uh, well, you, you didn't know, get to hear to, yeah. at, at the beginning of, the, of, of this week's episode. I joined back at Planet Fitness. And All right. I spent most of the time just looking at people and shaking my head because people, I forgot how many people don't know how to work out and yeah. are completely confident that they can work out and know how to work out. So I'm while judging eating, everybody while eating Tootsie Rolls. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we, we might have to do a DDP challenge, uh, but back to the match. Uh, it's great. Everything's going pretty well. DDP's fighting everybody off and uh, honing his sights and on Raven. He's like, all right, I fought off the clan. Here we go. We're going to put this guy away um, until one of the members throws a stop sign into the crowd. Um, and a camera guy, which hasn't come into play at all, we don't even know who the hell this guy is, sneaks in after he's fought everyone off and hits DDP with the stop sign across the back, um, leaving Raven to perform the even flow, which is a pile driver, onto the kitchen sink to get the pin. Um, the crowd is going wild this whole match until this happens <laughs> and the building is fucking silent. 
<laughs> silent. Everyone's like, what the hell just happened? Who's that guy? I was completely into this match. I would have said it would have been a five cookie match until this happened, which took it down to a, the finish man lost me. Um, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, the crowd went silent. Uh, I mean, it was a it was a decent finish. I like the storyline. Um, also, the winner of this match has to face Goldberg in 24 hours. Oh God! Like so this is a Sunday night pay per view. Uh, Monday night heat winner has to face Nitro. Goldberg. Yeah, Monday night Nitro. Um, which I looked up after I watched this match, and uh, Goldberg puts Raven away pretty quick. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's it's the same it's the same match too. Ravens rules, flock interferes, Goldberg puts him away and then like kills Raven pretty much. Um but yeah, so Raven takes the title, holds it for maybe 18 hours. Yeah. <laughs> if that and goes on to get absolutely crushed by Goldberg. But great match, fun match, man. Really took me back. I was like, man, I, I remember sitting in the living room. I was probably in eighth grade at the time. I remember sitting in the living room with my brother uh, watching this pay-per-view. It was awesome. Well, so. with that, uh, I, I'm going to add in some fun sound effects uh, with, <laughs> with just to, to make you feel more at home with uh, this segment. So, uh, Tolbert, give me your haiku. All right. Diamond self high fives. What the fuck, camera grip guy? <laughs> the raven flies away. <laughs> <laughs> good one Tolbert yeah that's a great <laughs> that, that IQ buddy that give, was, give that me was something I love that I love that love that Tolbert that, uh, so Mike claimed that, that you were going to have a quote the raven uh, as, as a part of your, your haiku it's low uh, hanging fruit man yeah so, so there you go you swerved him bro that's you swerved, swerved him, him. Swerved uh, just like thank you Tolbert Thank you for making your way uh, and, and making this be able to work. We're going to try to work with you. I know during this. I'll be in, this, I'll be in house next Sunday. All right. Good. Good. Good to hear that. Uh, it, it is always a pleasure to have you on $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Thank you for listening once again to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. <laughs>